From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Today, I'm joined by Brian Sweeney, the president and COO of Jefferson Health, New Jersey. Brian, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to speak with you today. In addition to your role at Jefferson Health, you are also a national speaker on leadership strategy and performance improvement. What are the distinguishing characteristics of a creative leader and innovative strategy? I think a creative leader today is one who is committed to learning and specifically in healthcare understands the macroeconomic trends that are occurring across our country, and then also looking specifically at evolving trends with technology and innovation in healthcare, for example, digital health, telehealth, cybersecurity, the need to really integrate these evolving technologies and services in the healthcare delivery is absolutely paramount for leaders to be creative today. The other is that a creative leader is committed to transformation. And in our industry, certainly with the pandemic for the past few years, it's required a great amount of creativity, flexibility, innovation in order to work through all of the challenges with caring for COVID patients and vaccines and distributing those vaccines. So I think that's another important part of it. And then also committing to developing high-performing teams. In healthcare, it's very much team-oriented. There's lots of different disciplines that come together to provide care to our patients, physicians, nurses, pharmacists, social workers. They all have different backgrounds and different knowledges and insight. And leaders today that are creative are able to work with them towards common goals in terms of patient care or prevention and to understand the value that each one of those disciplines brings towards the whole. So leading teams is really absolutely critical today for creative leaders. The healthcare industry is constantly pressed with the challenge of managing costs, with healthcare constituting approximately 20% of the nation's GDP. What creative avenues is Jefferson Health identifying to reduce costs while maintaining quality outcomes? Our number one focus right now is developing evidence-based practice. We're a large organization and a growing organization. And through the deployment of a standardized electronic health record, we're able to get great data and to look at how care is delivered across our system. This includes the physician offices, the surgery centers, of course, the hospitals, but also ancillary services such as home care or our ambulance services. And that has been very insightful for us We have seen, because of our size with almost 40,000 employees and thousands of physicians, some variation in practice. So we're working to make sure that we're developing evidence-based guidelines based on the research that's provided through all the scientific groups, for example, cardiology. And when we identify what the latest research is, making sure that there's protocols that are built in that electronic health record and that we're in a good position to be able to take that information and to give it to our clinical teams and to have them use that as a real-time tool for healthcare delivery. And during the current stay, an average patient is in the hospital perhaps four or five days. A lot happens in that short amount of time. So these protocols and all these pathways are a really helpful tool for our clinicians in terms of guiding care, but also to making sure that there's minimal variation in terms of care delivery. And ultimately, that is really what's going to help save money for the healthcare system overall. 
There's also new technologies with artificial intelligence that are evolving very quickly. And a good example here would be imaging studies where we have high volumes of tests that are done, such as ultrasounds or CAT scans. The computer systems are very smart today and they can tell our emergency department physicians, for example, what is the best test to use if a patient is presenting with a, a certain sign and symptom. So for example, it may provide a recommendation to do an ultrasound for a diagnostic study versus a CAT scan or a CAT scan instead of an MRI. So investing the time, the money in technology and making sure that this information is available to our clinical teams 24-7 at all sites of service is powerful from a clinical outcomes perspective, but we're very convinced based on what we're seeing, it's also going to reduce the total cost of care. Labor shortage is perhaps most apparent in the healthcare industry, with the past two years taking a heavy toll on the workforce that was already being stretched thin across an aging baby boomer population. How does the healthcare industry need to change to accommodate today's needs? And what is Jefferson's contribution to those changes? One of the things that we've noticed over the past few years in healthcare in particular is that there are many new competitors for talent. For years, our industry was one that drew people in and they could build a nice lifelong career based on competitive wages, professional development opportunities, and then of course being a, an academic organization, the ongoing ability to learn, which has been subsidized historically through tuition reimbursement programs for organizations like us. So now that we have new competition from the retail operators, we really have to rethink how we're going to build the pipeline of workforce members. And we've given a lot of thought to that recently. Building relationships with um, schools and other organizations, high schools, technical training programs, the community colleges are going to be very important for a few reasons for us. One is to build the relationship early on with people in their career. Two is to make sure that we're promoting the benefits of healthcare. Healthcare can be a really rewarding, rewarding career. And a lot of times for people, it's a lifelong career. So we wanna catch them early, make sure they understand all the opportunities that they have for career advancement and development, and also understand what the jobs entail day to day, the work that's gonna be done, and also what the wages and what the benefits look like for joining an organization like Jefferson. We're also focused in on increasing our student rotations. We are a, a large academic organization. So having students from various training programs, not just our own organization, but these can be nursing students, pharmacy students, and interns, even administrative interns are a great source of referrals for us. So we're making sure that we're out, we're in the process of reaching out to all those organizations and making sure that we have strong relationships with them to build a pipeline for the future. We're also, like many others, looking at the hybrid model for the future and what does that look like long-term. There's many jobs in our organization that can be done remotely. We're in a hybrid model. For example, all of our registration staff, the staff that we have that are involved with our revenue cycle department, of course, our staff that's coordinating the call centers and handling appointments and and logistics for patients and for families as well. So a lot of those roles are being moved to permanently at home or a hybrid role when it's appropriate. But the workforce is something that we're very concerned about in our industry. There are already workforce shortages before COVID and especially in the physician front, when you take a look at physicians and all the training that's required to become a physician, it's a real concern when you take a look at the trends over time. And that includes the baby boomers aging, and then the, the various shortages you're seeing by specialty. So we're very committed to expanding our training programs as well 
And that includes our residency program, undergraduate medical education, and working really hard to keep people local when they complete their training versus moving all across the country. And another main concern, especially in light of the pandemic, is mental health. Um, in what ways has Jefferson Health boosted its mental health offerings? And what more needs to be done for mental health offerings and access to be considered satisfactory? The increase in anxiety, depression, stress, addiction, suicidal ideation, it's really unprecedented. It was a challenge before COVID. It's been exacerbated now because everybody has just had a very difficult time with themselves, their family, their children, or a loved one. And it's been a unique situation for all of us. So we're very focused in on making sure that the services that we currently provide are accessible to everyone. For example, our crisis center in Camden County operates 24 seven and provides care for adult patients, pediatric patients, adolescent patients as well. We've continued to make sure that we're investing in telehealth. And we know that behavioral health can be a sensitive topic for a lot of people. And we found that telehealth is much more appealing. And it actually is something that many of people in society are, are very comfortable with. So we're expanding our telehealth programs and making sure that there's good access. We also know that there's a shortage in the region and across the country of, of social workers, behavioral health counselors, and addiction counselors. And so as an academic organization, we're focused in on training more people. And that way, those professionals can be deployed to support the community. It's a very rewarding field. And we know that when you look at supply and demand, there's just much more demand for these services than there are professionals to provide care to the patients that need them. So as an as a academic organization, again, building the pipeline and making sure that those people are trained and stay local is also a critical part of our strategy. We've also been supporting our, our workforce as an organization that has almost 40,000 people employed and they're on the front lines, of course, every single day, making sure that they have peer support groups, that they have access to support services and counselors in their work environment. We've also been training their managers and supervisors on the signs and symptoms to look out for in case if one of our colleagues needs help or support. And that way that frontline manager can be there to reinforce the resources and the support that we can provide to that member of our staff. And to finish out our discussion, what are some unique ways you are fostering creative thinking across Jefferson Health? There's probably not a better example of creativity than what we have just been through in the last two years with the pandemic. The amount of teamwork, ideas, innovation, flexibility, and um, just teamwork on solving problems that we never could have imagined before, such as PPE or um, even how to stand up a vaccine clinic and to scale and to make that accessible. It just required a, a ton of teamwork and collaboration from our workforce. So we're very proud of what they've done. One of the positive things I think through COVID has come is collaboration across community organizations. So we're hoping to be able to maintain that same level of coordination with other healthcare organizations, with other social service agencies in the community. We think that's gonna be absolutely critical. And then from an idea perspective, the ways that we stay focused in on what's happening and what ideas do our frontline staff have is through a, a few different ways. One is leadership rounding where our leaders go out and we travel to our various sites of service. That could be our physician offices or our hospitals. Talk to our staff and our physicians, see how they're doing understand what are their challenges with day-to-day -day operations. Perhaps they need support from a facilities department or maybe a legal matter 
where they need support, such as a contract or just even supplies or staffing. So this has been a great way for us to stay connected to our frontline staff. But every single time that we go out and do rounding, we learn from the people doing the work where there's opportunity for improvement. And there's just an amazing amount of ideas that they come up with. And sometimes it's simple things that nobody thought about through a strategic planning process or a, a budget. And this allows us to collect that information and then to put together work plans and to make sure that we're taking those ideas that the frontline staff have and implementing them. There's other ways that we're trying to spread out creativity and learning. For example, we're very focused on leadership development and we have really worked to build teams locally and to make sure that they have all the competencies and all the support that they need and the resources to help our colleagues grow and to grow in their professional careers. This is a really unique time in most of our lives and we're not completely through the pandemic yet. Everybody's optimistic at this point about the recovery, but it's a great time for innovation and for change given everything that we've been through and we're excited to be leading that. I think it's really wonderful to hear your remarks about how the team at Jefferson Health has really come together and fostered an environment of creativity, but not only internally, but also externally with the community at large. The pandemic has been an incredibly difficult time, and yet you've used the opportunity to foster creativity. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.